morning. It's Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Also on the great ESPN Chicago app as well. Tyler Rocky sitting in because Chris Black and Adam Abdallah have the night off. They were on earlier today for Greeny from 10 to noon. If you missed any of that, be sure to check out and download the podcast on the Black and Abdallah feed on the ESPN Chicago app or wherever you get your podcast. 312-332-3776. We'd love to hear from you all tonight. And I want to start with the Bears because this has been, despite what the record may tell you right now with this Bears team, this has actually been one of the more fun Bears seasons of my lifetime. And maybe that says a little bit more about the Bears than it does the the current state of the team right now. Because my lifetime, going all the way back to 1997, has not produced a lot of fun Bears teams. I mean, you think about it. How many times can you say you've actually had fun during a Bears season where we're about to kick off week 14 and a little over an hour from now, and you've already been eliminated. Just let that sit in for a little bit. The Bears have been eliminated from the playoffs already, but I'm having fun watching this team because of one man and one man only, and that, of course, is Justin Fields. So when you look at what your expectations were for this Bears team and how they can get to the next level, I don't think there were a lot of people heading into this season that had high expectations for what the Bears could be this season. I don't think anyone really saw, eh, maybe Yurko did, but not a lot of people saw this team having a high ceiling and being in contention for a playoff spot. But I think that the way that you look at, like there's bad teams in the NFL, right? There's bad teams in the NFL, and every week it's a slog. You sometimes have punted on the season by this point. You're not watching anymore. There's nothing to look forward to with your team. Look at the Houston Texans. You think a lot of Texans fans are looking at this season and saying, oh, every week I still need to sit down and make sure I catch my Texans game at noon. No, that's not the case with this Bears team. And I just want to say that so far... Through this season, I'm pretty satisfied with what I've seen out of the, out of this season from the Bears because I think you've accomplished the number one thing on your checklist heading into 2022, and that is go out there and prove that you have a franchise quarterback. And that is exactly what this team has done so far. You look at the progress that we've seen week to week with Justin Fields. He's had so many things thrown at him this year, whether it's you've got injuries, lack of offseason additions, instability on the offensive line, a defense that has given away a number of leads down the stretch as well. There's so many different things that have been thrown Justin Fields' way as just a second-year quarterback. I think of all the the guys who are in his camp entering this year, second-year quarterback Aside from Trey Lance, who obviously has been dealt a major blow with his injury that was season-ending, Justin Fields has had the most unfortunate of circumstances thrown his way that weren't self-inflicted. Like, you can look at Zach Wilson and say, all right, yes, that is a a big wrench in the plans of, of Zach Wilson for this season. Obviously, he had the injury earlier on in the year. But getting benched because of your play and your attitude That, to me, is self-inflicted. Justin Fields hasn't been benched this year because of poor play. He hasn't been benched because of attitude. If anything, he's shown the complete opposite 
because he has been a true leader in the locker room. You can tell by the way that the rest of his teammates sort of rally around him and support him and just really genuinely seem to like him, too. You can tell based off of that. And you can tell based off of the way that he's played the last handful of weeks. I should say more than handful. Really, it's been a stretch of about two months now for Justin Fields where he has looked like the dude. And it's been a lot of fun to watch. I didn't think at this point in the season, at 3-10, and 10, if you told me right now the Bears are 3-10, and 10, I didn't think I would be making sure I'm in on my couch getting ready to watch Bears football at noon every single week. I didn't think I'd be at that point right now because you look at what he brings to the table. He is one of the most watchable players in all of football. You look at social media, you scroll social media and not even like the, the Chicago, like if you look at the, the trends on Twitter and stuff like that, whenever Fields has one of those crazy plays, like he had the 50 plus yard run against the Packers last week. He had, he's had a number of 40, 50 yard runs, 60 yard runs that have led to touchdowns and have led to explosive plays. This isn't anymore just the Bears tweeting out these highlight plays. This is the NFL tweeting out these highlight plays and showcasing one of the best athletes in their entire sport right now. And that to me is why I've been satisfied. In fact, I have been overly satisfied and this season's been a success for the Chicago Bears so far. That doesn't mean there's not more work to do. Justin obviously has plenty more that he's got to do. The rest of the team has plenty more that they have to do. There's still a lot of things that this team needs to show you. But from what I've seen so far from Justin Fields, it's really been encouraging. And it's been, I need to sit down and watch this every single week. 312-332-3776. Love to have you on here. Bleck and Abdallah guys are off tonight. If you missed any of their show, be sure to find it on the Bleck and Abdallah podcast. They were in for Greeny earlier today from 10 to noon. Not just that, but there's still some things, obviously, I want to see out of Justin Fields the rest of the way. You look at... And one of the unfortunate things that I think's happened to him this year is not having Darnell Mooney for the rest of the year because that was a guy who you really started to see the chemistry build. I mean, in the summer, you couldn't scroll Twitter and, and go like one or two swipes without seeing the, the Darnell Mooney, Justin Fields, Chipotle commercial where, oh, we work out together and we eat Chipotle together after. Um, you saw a chemistry, and for a while, it looked like it was really just an off-field chemistry, which isn't a bad thing because a lot of times you'll see off-field chemistry lead to on-field chemistry. But in the beginning of the season, we saw it was a rough go for Darnell Mooney. I mean, how many times did we look at some of the Darnell Mooney box scores week to week and say, really? One catch? Really? Two catches here? And you were disappointed and you thought that this relationship between a budding young receiver and a guy who you were hoping would be your franchise quarterback... That's something that you wanted to see play out, and you just had started to see it. I think the real turning point for me where I really started to see those guys together work in tandem to to get to a good receiver-quarterback relationship, I, I think the, the switch turned in the Minnesota game when Mooney made that acrobatic catch against the Vikings. He went up there, snatched it one hand. Wasn't a great throw, but still, you saw a, a quarterback and a receiver go up and make a fantastic play, a play that really only Darnell Mooney could ha have made. And 
I look at what the chemistry between the two of them is going to be because those are two fundamental pieces moving forward. We don't know what the Chase Claypool, Justin Fields dynamic is going to be like. You, you, we, I mean, for all intents and purposes, we have seen no connection between Valus Jones Jr. and Justin Fields. Everyone else on in the receiver portion of the roster, we don't know if they're going to be back next year. So to see that relationship kind of come to a, a break right here between Fields, between Mooney, it's a little disheartening. But this is also a chance to blossom some of these other relationships, like the one with Claypool, because that's going to be an important one moving forward. You look at the way that this thing started to move, and it hasn't been great for Chase Claypool over the first couple of games that he's been with the Bears. You see, I mean, I don't know if he realizes he is indeed allowed to put his hands above his shoulders when he goes up to make a catch, but hopefully we can see development there. And building that chemistry between these receivers, these are important reps. And I, I will get to the conversation of sitting Justin Fields versus not sitting him a little bit later on, but these are important reps for Justin Fields moving forward. Because there are still a number of guys, even though we are going to see a good amount of roster overhaul between the 22 that we see on the field this, or not this week, I guess, because of the bye week, but next next Sunday when, when they take on the Eagles, the 22 there is going to look a lot different than the 22 that we're going to see lace it up to, for the start of 2023. And I'm looking forward to seeing how Justin can continue to build this relationship with guys like Claypool. Cole Komet's another name, too. That is another important uh, dynamic that you have in your offense. Cole Komet has started to show that he can be a bit of a red zone threat. He's gone up and made some plays for Justin at times, too. We saw in that Atlanta game. How about the fantastic catch? And I think that Justin trusting those guys because of some of the plays that they've made, like Mooney with the, the big catch against Minnesota, like Komet like when on the catch against Atlanta, him building that trust is what is the next step that we need to see for seeing Justin Fields air it out more, trust receivers more. Maybe he decides to throw it a little bit more as opposed to tuck it and run because he says, you know what? I've seen that guy make a play for me before, so I'm going to trust him to go out and make a play for me right here. 312-332-3776. Let's kick things off with Tom. He's in Oak Lawn. Tom, you're on Black and Abdallah. Tyler Rocky in for the guys. Hey, what's up, Tyler? So just like you said, um, I need to. I still need to see more from Fields, and I think these reps are very valuable, especially these last four games and such, because he still needs... Uh, he still needs some reps in order to go through progressions and still be able to throw. And I know people are going to be like, well, he did it against Green Bay. What more do you want? I, I want to see consistency. The great franchise, the great quarterbacks, the elite quarterbacks, the franchise quarterbacks that people want to put them as, they, do, they don't just do it for one game. They do it more and more. Uh, they do it over uh, several games and such. And I have a feeling that I'm probably not going to see uh, or be willing to say that he's our franchise quarterback until maybe next year when he has talent around him, which is fine. I'm willing to wait and be patient and such. But, you know, like how Waddle is, wants to be a day late and a dollar short when uh, doing the demise of either Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, I don't mind being late to the party on the uh, field as franchise quarterback you know, as long as he is the uh, franchise quarterback. Tom, let me ask you this question, all right? 
Are you at least optimistic that he could be the franchise quarterback? Oh yes, I'm. I'm and are you seeing progress? Be the, I, I, I'm optimistic that he could be the franchise quarterback, and I have seen a lot of progress, especially one from the beginning of the year and such until now. Like, and even I can see that he can make plays. He's a great athlete and such like that, and he made tremendous strides last week in the, in the Packer game which is why I'm hoping that maybe, which is why I want him to continue to play so then he can continue to progress. And what we see in the Packer game isn't just a one-game thing, that then we could see him, you know, when they play the Eagles and then when they play the Bills and the Lions and such, and he can throw for 250, 275, you know, get two, throw two touchdowns or get three touchdowns, maybe – Limit the interceptions to maybe one interception or no interceptions mm-hmm. and such like that. So Yeah. Appreciate the phone call, Tom. He leaves the line open, 312-332-3776. We'd love to hear from you here. It's Bleck and Abdallah on ESPN 1000. When we come back, I want to get to more of your calls and also what more do you need to see from not just Justin Fields but the Bears as a whole. I know Justin Fields kind of is – it feels like he's the, the whole sum, right? But – There's still other pieces on this team that you want to see more from. We'll do all of that. Get to more of your calls when we come back on Black and Abdallah. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Gentlemen, it's that time of year again. It's Christmas and you need to get her the perfect gift. Ignite passion this holiday season with Spark of Romance Pajamas, the stuff relationships thrive on. Drapey, silky Spark of Romance Pajamas, exclusively at Pajamagram. These PJs are touchably soft, smooth on the skin, just the thing you want to see your special someone in. Luxurious detailing with a sensational curve-loving fit. When you give Spark of Romance Pajamas to her, it's almost needless to say, but this is a gift you'll both love. Ready to ignite holiday passion? Head to pajamagram.com today and order Spark of Romance pajamas and they'll even wrap it for you with free gift packaging. Order today, ships tomorrow, arrives before Christmas, wrapped and ready to give. Again, that's Spark of Romance pajamas at pajamagram.com and tell them Black and Abdallah sent you. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. I'd like you to meet someone who's really special. It's Black and Abdallah. A real inspiration. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. Tonight, Tyler Rocky in for the guys with you until 8 o'clock. If you missed any of their show, be sure to check it out on the ESPN Chicago app or wherever you get your podcasts. They were in for Greeny earlier today. I'll be with Chris Black tomorrow, 2 to 6, on Waddle and Sylvie. So looking forward to chatting with you then. Uh, you can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. All right, so we've been having the conversation about Justin Fields, the season that we've seen the Bears have so far, and are you liking what you're seeing? Are you having fun with this season this year? Because right now, personally, I am, which is maybe sometimes tough to swallow when you're at 3-10, and 10, but I think mission accomplished for this season because this is a Bears team that has found its franchise quarterback, and they're must-watch television every single week. You look at what, uh, if you, for anyone that watches the Red Zone, too, 
you used to literally before this year never see the Bears on red zone unless they were at like the three yard line, right? Like you'd see other teams that like the Chiefs. You see the Chiefs when they're at like their own thirty yard line. You see the Bills when they're at their own forty yard line. The Dolphins. I mean, pretty much any time, any place they are on the the field, you're watching the Dolphins because at least from a red zone perspective, because they've got the ability to pop at any given point and have an explosive play. You heard Bleck and Abdallah give the stat out earlier. The Bears lead the NFL in explosive plays this season. Now, what are explosive plays? They are runs of 10-plus or more yards and passes of 20-plus or more yards. So you lump that together. That's how you get your explosive plays. And it's really, I know some people may be surprised by that, but think about it. The way that the Bears have run the football, not just with Justin Fields, too. I mean, we've seen even Valus Jones, Equinemius St. Brown, um, Dar- Darnell Mooney. like, And then, of course, the running backs, too, with Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery. I mean, 10-yard runs have been a pretty frequent occurrence. And it's not just Justin Fields doing that right now. So it didn't really surprise me. And... Say what you want about Justin Fields and, and his passing. It has gotten better, certainly, this season, especially from the pocket. But he's good for a couple of, of long passes each game. Like, even when this offense is struggling, he's still got the capability to drop a 40-yarder downfield at a given point. Like, even think about one of their worst games of the season offensively, right? It, it was the Washington game Thursday night. He still dropped a 40-yarder in the bucket to Dante Pettis for a touchdown. Guess what that is? That's an explosive play right there. So even when the offense has been bad, we've still seen the explosive plays out of Justin Fields. Even if it's just once or twice a game with his arm, you're still seeing that. And I think that's a, a good thing that we've seen out of this Bears offense so far this season. And that's part of why I, I've been optimistic that he can take that next step as a passer is because... The efficiency and the easy stuff, I think, can come. It'll come along the way. But the next level for him, or the next level for a lot of quarterbacks is can you hit the deep ball? And he's actually done that pretty well this season, and it's been fun to watch. 312-332-3776, talking all things Bears. We'll talk anything with you. You got some baseball free agency thoughts you want to get to? Any around the NFL, too? We'll take those. 312-332-3776. This is the All Calls Welcome Show, too, so you can spice it up if you'd like as well. Justin's in Romeoville. Justin, you're on Black and Abdallah. Hey, I was just wondering if you think that uh, Justin Fields might sneak into the Pro Bowl considering of all the injuries in the NFC and um, most of the playoff quarterbacks don't go to the Pro Bowl. So maybe he might sneak in there, be able to play with some real wide receivers for a change and see what he's got with that. Well, so the thing about that, uh, Justin, and and appreciate the phone call here, but he uh, there is no game anymore for the Pro Bowl, so he won't get a chance to to play. But Here's the other thing, too, is that maybe that you could see the the Pro Bowl turn into, like, the NBA All-Star game. Like, how many t- they always say, like, deals in the NBA are made at the Olympics and at the All-Star game, right? Like, that's where you see these friendships start to blossom, and you see these relationships. Hey, why don't you come play with us sometime? And in a league like the NFL, where you're starting to see more of the player empowerment, like... I think one of the biggest player empowerment moves that we saw in the offseason was Devontae Adams wanting to go play with his old college buddy, Derek Carr. I mean, 
he could have gotten the same deal that he got with Vegas that he got with the the Raiders, but instead he chose that he wanted to, to he wanted out and went and is now playing with his old college buddy. Listen, Justin Fields has played with a lot of talented receivers. There's a chance you could see maybe if things get low enough that you could see a, a Garrett Wilson at a Pro Bowl. He's young enough where there's still maybe the the luster on it that he'd want to go play with it. I think that you look at Justin Fields from a Pro Bowl perspective here, and, and Justin, I think you're right in the sense that you'll see a lot of guys start to drop out a little. I've got the Pro Bowl vote-getters right now. I don't have like a full list, but I've got the leading vote-getters. Jalen Hurts is one of them right now. Very good chance you could see the Eagles in the Super Bowl, so he won't participate. Um, some of these other guys in the and the NFC really not that deep in terms of Pro Bowl caliber quarterbacks. I don't think it's too far out of too far of a stretch to say that the you could see Justin Fields in the Pro Bowl. Now, is it going to be a Mitchell Trubisky slipping in the back door type of Pro Bowl, or is it going to be a legitimate Pro Bowl? I'd actually lean more towards it would be a legitimate Pro Bowl as opposed to a. Everyone else said no, and we we just need some warm bodies at this point. So, appreciate the call, Justin. 312-332-3776. Faye is on the north side. Faye, you're on Black and Abdallah. Hello, young man. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Faye? I'm doing great, listening to you, and you bring up great points, you know. Um, can I ask you a question? You absolutely can. Do you think the GM poll... Mm-hmm. Is hmm, I think he's suspect, but I wanted to ask you. Oh, you think do he's you sus? Think, I think he's suspect. I said, do you think they can customize a group around Fields because he's so unique, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's enjoying watching him. He's exciting, right? So maybe there needs to be an offense tailored to how Justin operates because I don't. I don't want him to stop doing what he's doing. It's exciting, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and thanks for the phone call, Faye. You know, I think you've actually seen Ryan Poles, and it may not be something that you really think about right now, but I think you've actually seen Ryan Poles do that to a degree. I think he knew what his offensive line was going into this year and that Justin could be a guy who would have to run a lot for himself. And you knew that he was the athlete that could certainly do it. One of the unsung things from this Bears team this year is the ability of their wide receivers to block, especially down the field. Equinemius St. Brown is regarded as one of the best run blockers. And I don't know if Justin Fields has as many of those game-breaking plays. Like, he may still have 40 and 30-yard runs, but some of the downfield blocking by guys like St. Brown, like Dante Pettis, um, sometimes Byron Pringle out there, uh, Darnell Mooney, some of those guys and their downfield blocks, and you've heard Luke Getze talk about it too, and I think at Matt Eberflus as well. Some of those guys with their downfield blocks are a reason why Justin gets to the end zone as opposed to Justin is pulled down after 30, 25 yards. And I think part of that is tailoring. Now, you can't have an entire wide receiver room full of run blockers, right? At a certain point, you need, you probably only want one or one guy, really, that, that is a run blocking specialty type, maybe two. Um, but you want guys that can do both. 
You want guys that can go out there and not only block, but make a play for you in the passing game as well. Um, and I think that he, that Ryan Poles, that is, I think the early returns, sure, it looks like he may have whiffed on a couple spots, right? Um, I, I know a lot of Bears fans probably panicking about the Chase Claypool trade too. But I think that overall, I like the plan that's been set in place. And I'm optimistic for what he's going to end up doing as the head coach or as the general manager of the Chicago Bears. I think you look at some of the little nuances. It seems like he's got it somewhat figured out. And I'm looking forward to seeing how the whole starts to get put together. 312-332-3776. Lewis is in Hyde Park. Lewis, you're on Black and Abdallah. Hey, how you guys doing today? Good. What you got, Lewis? It's good. I just want to say that um, I'm excited um, in regards to Fields. Um, I watched him when he was at Ohio State. And um, athletically, he's good. You know, he can run. He has the speed. He has the agility. Um but there's still a huge question mark for me in regards to his passing because um, his issue with passing isn't just something that was like on the NFL level. It was there when he was at Ohio State. Because if you compare him to CJ, what CJ has done in his two years from a passing standpoint and what Fields was doing is, is, is a huge difference. There was question mark, can he throw the deep ball? Can he be accurate? Uh, issues with holding on to the ball or just, uh, going through that one read progression, if it's not there, then take it up. Take, you know, you'll see him take off. That's what I need to see him improve. It's not just okay. He doesn't have talented receivers, which I think is, it's kind of BS a little bit because Mooney caught a thousand yards last year, and we saw some unbelievable catches he made. Komet's talented. Claypool's talented. Now he may not have a true superstar number one receiver, but there's some talent there. It's just a matter of him being able to really read the game understand the game and increasing his IQ as a passer. That's what I want to see for him. And then from there you say, okay, he could be the franchise quarterback. And one last thing, I still think the Bears should draft the quarterback still, just like the Patriots. They, they try to draft the quarterback every year just to have that backup plan, just in case Fields doesn't work out. That's pretty much it. Yeah, thanks Thanks for the call, Lewis. Um, in terms of the, the drafting the quarterback thing, if the Bear and I don't think they'll end up doing this, but if if you do, that's like a sixth, seventh round flyer. You try to find your your Bailey Zappi or whatever, um, kind of like what the Patriots did this past year. I don't foresee them. They're not if they're drafting a quarterback, it's not for starting purposes. You are maybe trying to draft one to stash away and develop a backup, maybe. But yeah, I, I don't think you're you're drafting that. Um, in, in terms of the passing, the, the one thing that I've been encouraged by is seeing development. He is getting better as a passer every week. And I think this past week against the Packers, you started to see the numbers bear that. But even before that, I think there were times where you saw drop balls. I think there were times where um, maybe the, the game planning didn't tailor to that as much. I still think that you're seeing development week to week, and that is extremely important for a guy as young as he is and still having that lingering question can he be that pocket passer moving forward because eventually he is right like we see some of these two-minute failures down the stretch where he has a chance to give the Bears victories Um, I think he'll get better in that department because I'm seeing it get better every single week you're seeing him opt to throw as opposed to run a little bit more each week. And he's starting to get 
that confidence rolling, and he's starting to develop that chemistry more so with his receivers, a group that, quite frankly, has been shuffling in and out. Like, think about it. You look at Chase Claypool. He wasn't on this team in training camp. He wasn't on this team until the trade deadline. You look at Darnell Mooney. He was there, but now he's not. Nikhil Harry, he was injured for a lot of training camp and the beginning of the season. Then all of a sudden, he's available. Then he's inactive. Like, he's had to deal with a revolving door at receiver, and that's tough to do when you're trying, especially when you're learning a new offense as well. You can kind of see the one constant, especially as of late, has been Cole Komet, and that's been a guy that's been with him for the entire season. So maybe that's a big reason why you're seeing Cole Komet have the success that he's having. 312-332-3776. More of your bear calls next. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. This is Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN 1000. And now on Digital FM at 100.3 HD2. the song of the night coming at you in about 15 minutes from now talking bears with you on espn 1000 312-332-3776 what more do you need to see out of this bears team for the rest of this season steve's in elmwood park steve welcome to black and abdallah hey how are you guys doing tonight good what you got steve i i well the two things i really want to see is for fields Obviously, reaction awareness is going to build over time, but I really want them to put an emphasis on that. If they need him to react in a certain time or read in like maybe three seconds, train him to read in 1.5. You know, push him to his limit there because the, the faster he can get that read, uh, then he's not going to diminish his ability because over time, I think his athleticism is going to decline just like everyone else. So we need to do it now. And then for drafting, you need to get hungry, guys. So I wouldn't focus on these big schools so much. Get the all-stars at the small schools who are willing to win and have a gripe to win. And so to encourage the team and create an atmosphere there to push people. Yeah, appreciate the phone call, Steve. Thanks, 312-332-3776. Kevin's in Geneva. Kevin, you're on Black and Abdallah. Hey, I've really enjoyed watching the Bears after, you know, I'm 32 years old, so it's basically been like 32 years of trash. Um, and Fields is for sure the most exciting player. Uh, but I, I think that they could be a victim of heightened expectations for next year because I look at this team, 22 players, and, you know, rotations on defensive line, rotations at wide receiver. You've maybe got, like, five or six good players, and then a lot of below-average players or maybe even just bad Um and it's going to be hard to jump right up into the playoff contention, I think. So so I think we just need to be a bit more measured. I'm excited, but I, I, I'm going to be annoyed if next year everybody's like, oh, they're not in the playoffs. It's like, all right, well, if we win three games this year, you triple your win total next year, you go to nine games, and you are fighting for a wild card spot. So, you know, excitement. But let's, uh, let's just keep things in perspective and, and really recognize that this team's got a lot of holes and it's going to be hard to plug them all in one off season. Even if you hit three players in the draft and get three good signings and then get 
better advancement from this year. So that's all. Yeah, and thanks for the phone call, Kevin. 312-332-3776. You know, you brought up a little bit about the, the off season for this Bears team, and there's a couple of things that I think about. A lot of people are comparing that to the Eagles and the Dolphins. One thing I would say about that is the, the stardom profile of Justin Fields is far surpassing what it was at this stage for Jalen Hurts and Tua Tungavailoa. Far surpassing what that was. The second thing is, you know, he brought up how there's just so many uh, holes to plug right now. And I think one other thing that you can look at the, the free agent classes, and maybe there aren't a lot of names that jump off the page at you. Like, there's a couple of good ones that I'm sure the Bears will be active in trying to sign, obviously. But I think there's just so many bad players and on the, on the current roster right now that if you turn a bad player into just an average player who maybe isn't a household name within the NFL, but when you actually watch him go out and play, he goes out and plays like an average player, that's significant in the jump that you you could see for this Bears team, just turning bad into average. Like, how many times did we always say when the Bears defense was at its elite level back in 2018, 2019, with the Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, those teams, how many times did we say, just let's have the offense be average, right? If the offense can be average, this will be a great team. You see, if you look at the defense, if you, with the way that they're playing offense right now, if you can make that defense average, like top 18, top 15 caliber, this team will take a significant step year to year. And I think that just by going to free agency and having the amount of money that you have to spend in free agency, just by having those type of assets as, long, as well as draft picks too, just by having that in your arsenal, you can take a team and kind of weed out some of the bad and replace it with some average. And that'll be enough to take a significant step next season. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Chad is in Schaumburg. Chad, you're on Black and Abdallah. Hey, how's it going? Um, I just wanted to say that number one, I think that the Bears beating Houston this year might be the worst win in Chicago Bears history. Instead of being locked in for the number one pick in a year where there's quarterbacks that are considered to be franchise quarterbacks and they could have traded back and gotten a lot of draft capital. They go and win a meaningless game, which will probably cost them severely. Um, other thing is, I'm not really confident in this regime's ability to draft. They did well with their second-round picks, but the rest of them are still kind of questionable. And just in general, too, they ended up trading what's going to be like the 33rd or 34th pick for Claypool. Come on. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't inspire me very much. That's all I wanted to say. So thanks. Yeah. And thanks for the call, Chad. Um, one thing that, you know, it's funny. He brought up the, the Texans game. And, and I, I was actually thinking about that earlier this week. Like, think of how much you could be swinging your draft position if you hadn't won that game. The Texans would be a team with two wins and a tie. And the Bears would be a team right now with two wins and no tie. Bears would actually be in the the driver's seat for the number one overall pick right now. But the thing that's frustrating maybe about that Texans win was that it wasn't because of Justin Fields. That was one of the worst offensive performances we've actually seen out of the Bears this season. And it was going up against a putrid defense in the Houston Texans as well. 
Um, if that game were a win, and remember, that was early in the season. That was all the way back in September. If that were a game that they had won because of Justin Fields, I wouldn't feel as bad about it. But if it were a game that, uh, but because it is a game that they won based off of a a pick by Roquan Smith at the end of the game, a guy who's no longer on the roster, setting up an easy field goal for, for Cairo Santos, yeah, it makes it a little bit different in terms of how, how much it gets you going, how excited you can get about it. Uh, let's go, oh, we're going to do this today. All right. Let's go to, to Mo. He's in Frankfurt. Mo, you're on Black and Abdallah. Are you there, Mo? Are you there today? Do you hear Good us? Good evening, Mo. No, come on. We're not, we're not going to play the new game, are we? No, 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 no. I don't do that. I let, I let Black and Abdallah do that. They're better at it than I am. It's okay. Oh, well, listen, you're going to get a different Mo. I'm not going to be like the Mo. Oh, from the get morning buttoned show. up, Mo. Oh, yeah, yeah. A nice guy. All right. So. I just want to talk about, like, uh, you know what, the defense, like with Brisker, I think he's going to be a special player in Gordon. And I know they're hurt. Uh, it's okay. Let them calm down. You know, they're kabasas. Something's wrong with it. But we have to change the old line. I think only two people got to go. We need to get a new right tackle and a new center. And what do you think about this moving Jones over to the right side? And then getting a new left tackle, a, a, a real good guy, you know, and then find yourself a receiver. It's going to be hard. There's no good free agency receivers, and there's no good receivers coming out of college. And after that, that's all I got to say, man. You sound, you sound down, Mo. Are you all right? Can you need a little pick me up? <clears throat> Come on, man. Let's talk about positiveness. I mean, we have a good. You sound beaten Come down, on. like you just you just fought ten rounds or something. No, actually, I was, uh, you know, my, I was, I was cooking dinner. Oh, and, uh, what's for dinner tonight? Oh, uh, beautiful, right? So I took the chicken breasts, big ones, mm. and then I sliced them in half and I stuffed them with uh, stuffing and mm. cheese. You know, you know what I'm saying? And then you put it in the oven. You let that cook for an hour. It's been cooking right now since I've been on hold, so it's all good. So I'm not, I'm not down. I just like, come on, man. My bulls are not doing good. Yeah, the White Sox are not doing anything. And come on, the Cubs, well, they got Bellinger. Okay, thank you so much. But, you know, I'm not even a Cubs fan, and I'm like, that sucks. All right. Wilson Contreras goes to the Cardinals. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's horrible. But anyway, Tyler, hey, good oh, luck. Oh, there you go. There's a little pep in your step there. Yeah, man. It was a good, a good show, but I've been listening to you all night. I love it. Thank you, Mo. Appreciate it. Have a good night, all right? You take care, Bobby. All right. That's me, 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 me. That's one of my favorite things I've heard from Mo. Um, This is Black and Abdallah, 312-332-3776. We'll take more of your bear calls, and we've got the song of the night next. Black and Abdallah on ESPN 1000. Chicago's Horse for Sports. Calling all basketball fans. I'm one of them. I know you are too. Big Time College Hoops is coming to Chicago on Saturday, December 17th. The Legends of Basketball Showcase presented by Victorinox features eight college basketball teams 
competing in two doubleheaders at the United Center. Northern Iowa and Towson are tipping off the afternoon session at noon, followed by Tulane and George Mason. Then the Dayton Flyers match up against the Wyoming Cowboys to lead the evening session, and it'll close out with the NC State Wolfpack against the Vanderbilt Commodores. The Legends of Basketball Showcase presented by by Victorinox is a little over a week away. The United Center is the place to be on December 17th, and you don't want to miss out. So head to Ticketmaster.com to secure your tickets today. Afternoon session starts at just $19, while evening session tickets start at $29. Purchase your tickets now for the Legends of Basketball Showcase at Ticketmaster.com. A day full of great college hoops at the United Center. That's Ticketmaster.com to purchase your tickets today. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. This is this is, this is Lecky and Abdallah on ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000. Guys are off tonight. If you missed their show, be sure to check it out on the ESPN Chicago app or wherever you get your podcast. They were in for Greeny earlier today from 10 to noon. Myself and Chris Black will be with you tomorrow from 2 to 6, filling in for Waddle and Sylvie. Can't wait to talk to you all there. Each night at around 6.50, we like to bring to you the song of the night. Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because dial. it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Tonight's song... Whoa. From Juice World and Marshmallow. Uh, Come and go. I try to be everything that I can But sometimes I come out as being nothing I try to be everything that I can But sometimes I come out as being nothing I pray to God that he make me a better man Maybe one day I'ma stand for something I'm thanking God that he made you part of the plan I guess I ain't go through all that hell for nothing I'm always f***ing up and wrecking It seems like I perfected it So why are we playing Juice World and Marshmallows Come and Go? Well, on this day, three years ago, we tragically lost Juice World at the age of 21. Chicago artist was wildly influential with the SoundCloud uprising of of these up-and-coming rappers here. And he turned that into a record deal as well. But this is off of his third studio album, Legends Never Die, which debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 and is considered one of the most successful posthumous albums of all time. Now, I was a huge Juice World fan, and with him, he's produced so much music even after we lost him a couple years ago. And... It's always like weird to me. Like you get to a new music Friday and then you see an artist who, especially in the case of Juice World, had so much left too. I mean, he was only 21 years old. Um, to see like their music in the new music Friday on Spotify or whatever. I don't know if you feel this way too, Kendra, but when you see that there, it like kind of gives you the chills. Yeah, a little bit, but it kind of reminds you that this is a business. And, and although the young man lost his life, people still get to profit 
hopefully his family also mm-hmm. gets the profit as yeah. well. But you just kind of remind like it's still you a never business. Know. But you're grateful yeah. for the music. Right. You're still grateful for the exactly. music because you, you still get to see like what 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 direction they were going in. What type of things they were working on? So mm-hmm. it, it's creepy, but it's, it's like oh, but you I get do to see like it. the the drafts get fired off, right? Like you, you think about too, like I, I think you see it a little bit with Mac Miller now. Um, X also another guy who you've seen all this posthumous music from, but it's odd to see, but it, like it, it kind of is, is great from a a consumer standpoint to to still be able to hear their voices. And not think about it as a past thing, but think about it as like it's there's still more to come as well. You get to celebrate them, right? And celebrate exactly. with the family. There's also a part of that HBO Music Box series. It's on my two watch list, but one of them is on Juice World. Um, I think it came out two years yeah, ago. Right. I, I haven't say. checked it out, but I want to uh, see it. Yeah, for anyone that watched the the Woodstock '99, I think there's one on Alanis Morissette, and there's like one or two others. But one of them is on Juice World, and I'm I'm going to watch that one. That is on my two watch list. I will get to that over the winter and holiday season. Juice World, come and go. Your song of the night. Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because dial. it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdullah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. We'll get some more of your Bears calls and also we'll get you some college basketball a little bit later on too. It's Black and Abdullah. You're listening to Black and Abdullah on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports.